You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your house, child. I'm your host, Ryan Andrews, back for this Blue Jays Fan Friday edition of the podcast, and I I don't know about y'all, but the skies seem clearer, the, the grass smells better, uh, I am in such a better mood today than I was yesterday when I was recording a podcast episode in a sweltering Corolla that I, I wonder what could have caused that. We may talk about it here on Locked On Blue Jays today with the help of y'all because it's Fan Friday and that means we dedicate the show to the takes that you want to talk about. And I, I actually have to start with a bit of an announcement. Um, I Yesterday, because I was expecting the worst out of another Blue Jays bullpen day, uh, I put out a question to the masses. What song would you use to describe this Blue Jays season? And the response has been overwhelming, to be honest. I I have an entire Big Shiny Tunes compilation worth of music to sort through. And I don't think I could get it all in in like 15 minutes. So I think what we're going to do is next week, probably on Tuesday after the off day, we're going to dedicate an entire episode of Locked On Blue Jays to your song choices. I will have listened to all of them by then because there are some that I have not heard of before and I want to be able to listen to before you know I, I start commenting on song choices. So that's what I'm planning to do. I'm going to take the weekend. Uh, we'll probably use Monday to talk about the Seattle series as a whole. And then on Tuesday, we're going to dive into those. So thank you all so much for those suggestions. Keep them coming. If you have them, I will be happy to try and slot them in on this massive playlist that is developing with the help of you, the fans. But we have to talk about the unlikely star of the Blue Jays' 7-3 victory over Seattle on Thursday night, and as I said on Twitter, I I could not have picked this hero out of the lineup if you had given me a, a thousand chances with a lineup of five. Uh, when the Blue Jays announced they were putting a couple arms on the roster for that bullpen day, um, one of them was expected, Ken Giles. Uh, he didn't get into the game last night. He hadn't pitched in six days. But still, it was good to see him added onto the roster. So he was expected. But then the other name, who literally no one knew. They were reported. Hazel May had to double-check her sources to make sure she had the name right when, when she got asked about it. John Gibbons didn't even know who the heck it was. He couldn't even pronounce his name before the game. All he knew is that he was supposed to go out there and and eat four innings for this Blue Jays club. And that is when, after a Tyler Clippard start that everyone could have predicted how that would have went, allowing a two-run home run to Nelson Cruz. But 
No. Entering the game in the second inning is new Blue Jays folk hero, Mike Hauschild. Or Hauschild. I I've saw a lot of houses, but it, it's German, so it's Haas. But he he entered into the second inning and and again it it was almost like a sacrificial lamb he he was a free agent off the street cut by Houston 3 days ago had a 4.88 ERA in 19 starts with Fresno this season so that that just says everything right there when you're getting cut from Fresno but yeah, previous MLB experience was giving up a bunch of runs, and yeah, when when he walked out there to to face a daunting Mariners lineup, it was expected he was going to be you know that sacrificial arm, asked to get four innings, and then lead the way for you know your Jake Petricas, uh, your Brandon Cumptons. And, and the like. And instead, what Mike Hoschild went out there and did was remarkable. He stymied the Mariners over six innings. Like, it had become such a foreign concept for a Blue Jays pitcher to go out there and throw multiple scoreless innings. Marcus Stroman had the last outing of, of six straight scoreless innings when he pitched against Baltimore. But... Those Orioles are not these Mariners. And Hoschild just went out there and and he got into a little bit of trouble during it. He gave up four hits in, in those six innings and a couple of them were back to back. So he, he did have a couple of trouble spots, but he was able to confidently pitch out of them and and use a variety of pitches like uh, they were talking during the broadcast about how he was able to kind of change his grip and his glove to add to that deception. So maybe the batter's not picking anything up immediately, but he has some nasty breaking stuff. Uh, those back-to-back strikeouts he got of D Gordon and, and Gene Segura in the fourth, when Seattle had their biggest threat against him to, to be able to dial it up like that and, and find the, the break on something to just absolutely put someone away. Both both those balls ended up like at the ankles of D Gordon and then the other batter's box of Gene Segura, but they couldn't even help it. They, they just assumed this guy was going to throw another strike, which is all he did in that game. And it it's someone who we talked about this with Sam Gaviglio earlier in the season, but he knows what he has and, and he went out there and used it and he just hammered that strike zone. And again, Provided a much-needed lift to a fan base that was at the point of despair. And when we get into our our playlist next week, I, I think that point will be evident. That this is this is a Blue Jays fan base that, that's seen a lot of sad times this year. But ju- just to see him go out there, again, guy off the street. Fast past his physical uh, an hour before the game was was not starting because he needed time to warm up in the pen. Uh, hence why Clifford goes out there. But he kept the Blue Jays in a game they really had no business being, and they couldn't do anything against 
the Lich King Felix, Felix Hernandez, basically undead at this point. And Hostile just, just steadily kept them in. And, and eventually he got the win that he deserved when Kendris Morales went yard. And, you know, I, again, it's it's a, a feel-good story in a season that's been so devoid of them. And I, like, before the game, uh, I was talking with Nick Monaco, friend of the show, at nmonaco1981. And he was asking me why Drew Hutchinson wasn't signed and brought back in. Um, Hutchinson is a free agent. He left the Los Angeles organization a couple days ago as well. So he would be able to sign the same kind of contract that Hustchild did. But at this point, you have to credit the Blue Jays scouting department for being able to find something in Hustchild that they like. And, and again, Hustchild was going to go to AAA Buffalo to serve as depth there for a triple a team that desperately needs it when Nick Tepish is going out and allowing eight runs, but they changed plans and brought him to Toronto. And, you know, it, it got into a discussion about Hutchinson between myself, Nick and Jordan McKinnon at Jordan McKinnon, who said Hutch would have to want to come back to Toronto, but it might be a way for Hutch to rebuild his value with the team possibly become that option as a fifth starting pitcher but you know eventually we saw him as looking at other teams possibly his tenure in toronto didn't end well so he wouldn't want to come back but instead hostchild comes out and gibby said it hostchild earned another start with his performance and and again you don't want to condone the process that brought him here. Shai Davidi had a really good column on Sportsnet saying how the Blue Jays were essentially saved by this hostile performance from an unsustainable strategy, just scrambling to find starters and, and hoping that arms last long enough to give the bullpen a break and, and make it so it can be effective. And Justin at Juddy underscore 96, he smartly commented that because guys like Chris Rowley and had been claimed in, instead of getting guys like Preston Gilmet and Oliver Drake off waivers, the Blue Jays had no length. And it's true because Chris Rowley and Deck McGuire both went to Texas. There was no one at AAA to really be able to slot in. Thomas Pannone has been roughed up. He probably would have been called up. Uh, Sean Reed Foley, I don't know why the Blue Jays are keeping him in AAA. I don't know if it's just to see out the season with Buffalo, but he's going to have to be put on the 40-man anyway, so you might as well get him up and see what he can do at a major league level like he did with Ryan Barucki. But it's a problem of the Blue Jays' own making that they were forced to turn to a guy who got cut three days ago who... Entering yesterday's game, had an 11.25 ERA at the major league level, and ask him to be a savior, be something he has never been. And again, Mike Hoschild stepped up, and after 
after a stint in AAA that included allowing three runs on four hits and two walks in a third of an inning against Seattle's AAA team in Tacoma, as Justin also pointed out. To, to turn around from that and, again, just deliver something that was so desperately needed by this fan base. And how how often have we said the Blue Jays desperately needed an appearance like that? It, As Bright Skies 99 said on Twitter, it's unreal that a game that everyone, every fan was dreading, just may be the feel-good story of the season. And and it's entirely right. This is going to be very high on the highlight list. And un- unlike Mike Honcho at Big Ticket Show, who said Hotschild looked like a young Scott Richmond out there, which is a pretty good comparison, actually, given the situations. I, I know the Blue Jays are probably hoping for a little more than what they got out of Scott Richmond. And, and Hotschild can go into another start. He he'd likely get Boston in in that series when the Blue Jays return home. If Hoschild can go out and do the same thing against the Boston lineup and just, again, even hold them to five innings, that would be amazing. And it would be like, uh, I saw the metaphor online that it was like finding a $20 bill on the street. So I... I, I'm thrilled with what it is. And again, it, it gives me hope for the rest of the series. We're, we're going to see the same guys in the rest of the series. Marco Estrada, Ryan Barucki goes tonight. So hopefully he can do the same thing and finally get a win. But yeah, just I, I thank you to Mike Hoschild for providing a spot of light in a season that was looking increasingly dark. Uh, We'll talk about another bright spot that kind of got overlooked in last night's game right after this. Okay, I I spent a lot of that first half praising Mike Hoschild. And again, that's why I I knew we would have to push back the the soundtrack episode because I you had we had to talk about Mike Hoschild there. There's no way that could be avoided. And I want to give you the fans the time to really appreciate the the music choices. So I, I I think I made the right choice after talking about Hoschild as long as I did. But the other big thing to take away from last night's game, in addition to Kendris Morales continuing to be the savior of this Blue Jays offense, which everyone predicted that back in May, that we were going to need Kendris Morales to pull the Blue Jays bacon out of the fire on multiple occasions. But no, last night featured a great performance at the plate from Teoscar Hernandez. And that's something we have not been able to say in a while with Teoscar because he's just been, he's looked lost at the plate at times, just swinging at everything, trying to use that power, trying to get hit those home runs. And they just have not been coming lately. Uh, Last night, he had a 4-for-4 game with three doubles and a single. First time that's been done by a Blue Jay in almost six years. Um, Yunel Escobar, who we don't really talk about on this program, he had had that game. But 
if you look at Teoscar, especially coming out of the All-Star break, it's the first multi-hit game he's had. He only had five hits after the All-Star break heading into that game. So Teoscar needed an effort like that to show he wasn't regressing to that guy who's just who just became so swing happy because the strikeouts were really starting to pile up and you had to wonder if Teoscar needed that kind of reset that Devin Travis got earlier this season maybe just a short stint in Buffalo keep Dwight Smith Jr up and and let Teoscar rediscover himself so for him to go out tonight and and granted 2018 Felix Hernandez pretty good pitcher to find your mojo against <laughs> the the way he was just knocking him around the park, but he hit up that Mariners bullpen too. And again, this season's about growth of the young players. And it looked like T Oscar was regressing, maybe not able to maintain the pace needed over a full 162 game season. But T Oscar was patient at the plate. He, he waited for his pitches and was able to do damage with them. He only scored once, but that that's all he needed to do. And it, it bodes well for the Blue Jays moving forward because Teoscar's struggles were a part of that dark time because they were getting absolutely no production out of his slot in the order. And Teoscar's a top of the order or middle of the order hitter, depending on how Gibby's feeling on any given day. So, again, just seeing Teoscar go in there confidently in every at-bat, it again it was buoying it, it was a nice thing to see and I, again morales was the hero of of the day with that home run and i i may or may not have gotten excited enough to quote share because of it but this blue jays offense needs to improve as a whole to get that kind of consistent hitting. <laughs> I try I tried to think of a more nuanced word, but they need to hit. And Teoscar hit last night. Now will he be able to continue that moving forward? Will he be able to hit some of the other Mariner starters? Uh, Marco Gonzalez is a pitcher today. He's a lefty, so we won't likely see Granderson and there will likely be a move made to get another bat in the lineup. I know they talked about activating Kevin Pillar during this series. So he might come in and one of these extra pitchers who were, they were carrying might be sent down. Uh, not, not Hostchild. He's going to be starting against Boston at this point, but uh, one of the other guys who got called up, Brandon Compton might lose his spot because of this. And he's an easy target to to DFA he might I don't believe he has options because he started his career in 2013 but in, in any case that's likely the path that the Blue Jays will go to get that extra bat rather than recalling um, Anthony Alford so or or Billy McKinney Billy McKinney's also on the 40 man as well so he could come up but I think the Blue Jays want to keep him at AAA for the rest of the season so he gets those regular at-bats. But, yeah, it again, it, last night was reaffirming after just a miserable series against Oakland. And even 
the series against Chicago wasn't great, but it came off a miserable series against Minnesota, and you you just looked for some something to hold on to, and the Blue Jays provided that last night, and for that I thanked them. And as always, I thank you, the fans, for listening to what I have to say on this podcast. Again, thank you so much to everyone who sent in comments. Um, thank you to everyone who sent in songs. I'm still getting song suggestions sent in as I'm recording this podcast. So thank you all so much for continuing to do that. And thank you to everyone who sent their comments in on the Blue Jays last night. Thank you to Mike Concho. Thank you to Lucky Stars. Who's at Bright Skies 99. Thank you to Nick. Thank you to Jordan. And thank you to Justin for all contributing to what makes this Blue Jays season very bearable is being able to talk to everyone across the world who is following this team. One one of our song submissions was actually sent by a fan in Australia, which you know makes me appreciate the kind of reach that uh, a random person in Nova Scotia can have in this day and age. So thank you all so much for your contributions and look forward to that Tuesday episode where, where we go through all we'll, we'll record store it and try and, and rearrange that mixtape and get that playlist out. So again, thank you all for listening to this episode of locked on blue Jays. I've been your host, Ryan Andrews. Thank you so much. And y'all take care.